done that before. Welcome to the Botcast Podcast. I am Don. I was the one who just coughed and made gross noises. And you are... It's pretty much normal for you to do that. I'm Scott, and usually he's the one coughing in the beginning. Or I wonder if it's a nervous thing. I don't know. You do it like every time. It's like... Both of you are talking. I better talk up a loogie. And it always happens like once we start, and I don't think I hear you cough at all. And then all of a sudden, you hear the music and... Uh, oh, no, I coughed. <laughs> I think it's I, like... Catches on. It's contagious. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what's wrong with me. I'm trying to up your... Okay, talk again. All right, again. Oh, hey, that's much better. Oh, here I am. Oh, what happened there? Yeah, I got to do better at like talking directly into the microphone. Oh, maybe that was it. I was yeah, like, that we might lo- be. We were loud in sound check, and okay. now you're not loud anymore. Sorry, I got to I do better. Me and my ADD, I'm always like moving and blah, 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 blah. And, yep. Yeah, but I'm still louder than you. Oh, okay. What's going on here? Where's my game? Apparently, God wants you to uh, speak more truth than me. No, apparently God wants me to take a lesson on how to actually EQ a podcast. What is that? Why is it not? That is a gain. All right. Talk talk again. Okay. Hello? Hello? So you are getting a live mic check. There you go. Yeah. <coughs> you're you're a lot better now. I don't okay. know why that... So a live mic check right right in front of your very eyes, ears, ears. Right you're, in front of your very ears. Yeah, you're good now. I'm okay, sorry. I don't cool. know what happened there. All right. I'm back then. I'll, I'll fix it in post. All right. Do we don't hardly have a post, do we? I do. I, okay. li- I listen to us all over again, and then I try and... Because we got that one uh, Facebook message from one of our listeners who was like, hey, your podcast seems to be very quiet sometimes. And since then, I've been trying to listen more. Um, part of where I was wrong is I, I, I was listening like in a pair of headphones that had the volume. It was a Bluetooth headphone, so they had their own separate volume. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, what are you talking about? This is fine. And I realized that like the Bluetooth headphone volume was like on max. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, that's really bad because it sounds normal. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been trying to listen to it a little more. Okay. okay. Try to make a little. I, I, I listened to a YouTube channel about how to set vocals a little better, and the guy was working with microphones that cost more than my car. Okay. So I was like, well... Huh. This is more than the twenty dollar microphone. How much did we pay for these? Uh, yeah, these were like nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> I I've been contemplating looking at some other stuff or bringing that one mic for you that can. Oh uh, yeah, so more, I got so you can fidget. Uh huh. Um, but I I ke- it's actually at my desk at work. I should just grab it out of the box. Oh, okay. Because I had to do a voiceover for a presentation that we put on YouTube. Oh, for like, okay for, for work for work yeah. Okay. I was like oh. They're like, oh, just get one of those headset, like a gamer headset or whatever. Because uh-huh. everybody there plays video games but me. Oh, no. So like, I'm like, I don't have a gamer headset. I was like, but I have a microphone and I have a Scarlet 2i2 box. <laughs> and they're like, what? Yeah. So everyone's like walking past me and I'm like setting it up and they're like, what is that? <laughs> I was like, I got to do a YouTube voiceover. And they're like amazed that I had like equipment. I was like, no, really. What you see on the desk, like this, this mic was like 20 bucks. And I got the box off eBay. <laughs> no, you should you should you should have gone with it. Yeah, this is my no. Because then when I go for a raise, I got to pretend I don't have any. Oh, money. that's true. Okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is this is junk equipment. I can't afford the good stuff. Imagine <laughs> if we had good stuff. But hey, then you could like advertise the podcast. Be like, so our podcast is yeah, bacash.podbean.com. Ooh, see what we did there. I like nice it. But you like uh, that? I don't know how we tag team that, but it was a good one. That one thing. So I'm. We'll get on to the podcast. I'm, I hate Facebook because uh, I hope that wasn't marking a New Testament passage I needed. Dang it. Um, I hate Facebook because it tells you like, hey, you have three new views on Bakesh today. And I'm like, oh, three new views. But it doesn't tell you like who they are, where they came from. How oh, they no. It's like, oh, thanks for the alert for nothing. <laughs> or, and then I like, I've started to realize. So my church puts stuff on Facebook and I never see it. So they'll put like, hey, don't forget we're doing a, you know, a, we're doing a coat drive right now for our city. I live in a very poor city. Um, and it's like, hey, we're doing this. It's a coat drive and we're also going to be serving food. So they've been putting stuff out like, hey, remember to bring coats uh, this Sunday or remember to sign up to make food, etc. And I'm never seeing this and other people are. So I'm trying to figure out why I don't see it. And I'm starting to really realize it's because we don't pay like the church doesn't pay to promote the post. Oh. So I don't, and I get those offers to promote the post with Bakesh as well on Facebook, but I didn't, I've never paid it. It's like for $5, we'll show your post to a thousand people or whatever. Yeah, that's too much. And I'm, I'm like, so you're really manipulating who's going to see this. So if I put something out there, 
all the people that follow us on Facebook, all 30 of you, um, <laughs> like might not actually see that I put it out there because they want me to pay to actually have it visible. Oh, wow. So I'm wondering how effective the Facebook stuff is. And I'm also probably going to talk to my pastors like, hey, you guys might think people see stuff on Facebook, but we don't see stuff on Facebook. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of crappy. But, and I get so many notifications through Facebook that I'm sitting there going, I just really ignore them all now. Oh, and um, I, yeah. Oh, so and so wants you to tell them happy birthday today. Mm-hmm. They want to send your thoughts and presents or whatever. Right, right. Oh, somebody signed up for an event. You should sign up for it too. Someone made a comment on their own post. I don't care. Oh, yeah. I had a, <laughs> I, uh, I had a friend. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, It'll probably be summer, but it's it's election day yesterday, and I had a friend who said, "Hey, uh, take your last name, and then the last text message you sent, and that's your election slogan." And so we're having a good time with it on his mm-hmm. post or whatever. And mine was something like, uh, I think it was something like, "There's no wait." Like at the because I was actually I actually texted my wife from the polling place to say, "Hey, there's no wait." Right. So it's like. Dudley, 2020, there's no wait. You know, and like other people and other stuff, like, I'm going to pick up cat food. You know, like, like, so we were just kind of having a good time with it. But every time somebody commented or liked somebody's on there, I got a notification. Uh, and now I don't have my notifications turned on, but it was uh-huh. kind of like, if, anytime I went to Facebook that day, which was sadly probably more than I should have, because I wanted to see the funny quotes. I was going to say, um, I'd go into that one. Yeah, I, it would show, like, you have seven notifications. It's like, no, 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 no. Adam, who made the post has seven notifications. Right. I should not have any, <laughs> but it is, it is what it is. It, it is, is. It is. I think I, I use Facebook less and less and less and less. And yeah. Hey, so last thing, and then we're going to get into Deuteronomy. So I might put a note that says like, fast forward to seven minutes. Um, <laughs> Twitter went back and allows you to go by timeline again. Oh. And sadly, I find myself scrolling through Twitter a lot more than Facebook now. Wow. It, I have Twitter set up like a news feed. Okay. So I have like different news agencies, sports agencies. Yeah. Like kind of, and now that I can go by timeline order, it makes sense. I stopped Twitter because it was all like, it would show me that, like, you know, Dell Star Center out for game. And I was like, well, you showed me that last time I was on here and mm-hmm. you only showed me the same six tweets. Right. Once I did that, I, I now have like, you know, a good 20 or so tweets to look through oh, during nice. the day as opposed okay. to five. So I'm, I'm back at Twitter. All right. Maybe we'll get Bakesh back on Twitter. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Back on Twitter? Have we been on Twitter before? Oh, no, we haven't. Okay. Uh, so I'll get Bakesh on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we'll tweet. Uh, I have no clue. Yeah, I got nothing. So, hey, let's uh, get into chapter 19. Right. So, 18, we talked about um, prophets and prophecies, and I uh, uh, came out of the closet with my charismatic roots and uh, my charismatic <laughs> uh, continuationist beliefs, which means that by the time this episode gets out there, nobody will listen. Um, so, now we're going to kind of go more into more of the law and we're going to talk about uh, cities of refuge. Do you have anything else you want to recap on that? No, I think we're good. I'm going to keep trying to get into your, I think we're just kind of talking about uh, 19. We're like, okay, okay. Um, so we'll do it, do our best to, to kind of get through this, this passage as much as possible. And they're like, but the one afterwards, um, yeah. so we're, we're hoping to get through 19 today. Um, again, we, we always have those, those hopeful, um, desires, but but we'll kind of see what happens and uh, see what we get through. So, um, how far do you want to read to start this bad boy out? Yeah, we usually discuss that ahead of time. So, um, let's I mean, really. Do you want to go all the way through? Man, I was going to break it there, but that won't work. I was going to say through nine, but even that's kind of a half thought. So, how about I go through ten? Ten, right? Yeah. Okay, so 10. All right. All right, so here we go. Deuteronomy um, chapter 19, um, verse 1. When the Lord your God cuts off the nations whose land the Lord your God is giving you, and you dispossess them and dwell in their cities and in their houses, you shall set apart three cities for yourselves in the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. You shall measure the distances and divide into three parts the area of the land that the Lord your God gives you as a possession so that any manslayer can flee to them. This is the provision for the manslayer who by fleeing there may save his life. If anyone kills his neighbor unintentionally without having hated him in the past, as when someone goes into the forest with his neighbor to cut wood and his hand swings the axe to cut down a tree and the head slips from the handle and strikes his neighbor so that he dies, he may flee to one of these cities and live, lest the avenger of blood 
and hot anger, pursue the manslayer and overtake him because the way is long and strike him fatally, though the man did not deserve to die since he had not hated his neighbor in the past. Therefore, I command you, you shall set apart three cities, and if the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he has sworn to your fathers and gives you all the land that he promised to give you to your fathers, provided you are careful to keep all his commandment, uh, all this commandment, which I commanded you today by loving the Lord your God and by walking ever in his ways, then you shall add three other cities to these three. Lest innocent blood be shed in your land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance, and so the guilt of bloodshed be upon you. All right, so um, it looks like we got some innocent stuff going on right here. Innocent? The guy's name is Manslayer and Avenger of Blood. Sounds like a metal band. <laughs> yeah. or, or like some kind of uh, video game thing. Oh, man, you got the new copy of Manslayer? <laughs> the, the Avenger of Blood expansion pack? <laughs> or, or like you make so many uh, kills or whatever, and you're like, Avenger of Blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so what, like your status or Yeah, whatever, like your Call of Duty thing or something. Yeah. Or, um, He's a Manslayer. <laughs> We've got Manslayer. Um, so anyway, uh, so we now, so 19, so I guess what kind of things did, did you see out of that? Yeah, yawn. Okay. So. <laughs> no, it's boring. No, I just, um, just not a lot. Uh, that, that's why I said, I think we can get through 19 pretty well today. Um, now that I said I doomed us, um, a, a couple of little pieces going here, just kind of the stuff that you might find on Jeopardy. Uh, one, they would never have their territory expanded to the full promised land because of their disobedience. So there's almost kind of a sad uh, note in there. I can't remember what verse it is. He says, where if your land expands, um, you will add three more cities. So you get six. Yeah, never never got there. Even under the uh, Davidic kingdom in Solomon, when it was probably at its height, it, it never got big enough to expand into having six cities of refuge. At least you're looking at me like I'm wrong. Like, no, no, according no. To, according to the stuff I read. No, no, I, I yeah. As far as I know, it did not. Okay. Um, In my mind, I was just playing through Israel's history, going, you know, <laughs> that didn't let you, you. You were talking about David and Solomon at the basic height of the height of um, the the empire, the the, the yeah. brain farting. But that didn't happen too long after they really kind of were created as an official nation inside the land. So I was like. Hmm. <laughs> that didn't last very long. Yeah, you go through the you go through here, then you go through the the dark ages in Judges, where everything mm-hmm. was just so messed up. Then after that, they want a king, and they get uh, Saul, and they get some organization. Then they get David, uh, who really goes through and does a lot of conquering, and then Solomon, who rules over probably the most prosperous era, uh, Old Testament. Old Testament, maybe even nowadays, depending on who you talk to. So, so really, that was almost the only time of peace that Israel actually knew. Well, and if you think about this, under between Saul and David, there was already the divisions in the kingdom between Judah and Israel. Mm-hmm. So even there's some fracturing there. It wasn't until Solomon was kind of together for a while, and then it fractures back apart. So yeah, it, it was kind of some some sadness, which that's going to lead me to a, a question I have later and. It's another Bible trivia question, but I don't have an answer to it. Ooh, I think they had um, a Bibleopoly game a long time ago. <laughs> I said, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Cities of Refuge is like, do not pass go. Go to the City of Refuge. Do not collect. You know, I actually had it. I don't remember ever playing it. <laughs> oh. uh, the other one, the I, the hot anger. Uh, I think it sounds funny. Less the Avenger of Blood in hot anger pursues the Manslayer. Like hot anger sounds like some redneck like. Man, he chased him down. He had some hot anger. It, it, it's kind of a weird phrasing there. Avenger um, of blood. The the phrase translates something like the burning in your heart or a man whose heart is burning. And like I can see that like now we're like, well, we don't want to put heartburn in the scriptures. <laughs> but the, to me, it was, it was still kind of more descriptive, like you're being consumed by fire and anger. Hot to me just kind of is like, you know, it's, it, it's almost a, a joke in our society if somebody's a little hot, like, you kind of think of some, like I said, some southern, like Hatfield and McCoy, like, oh man, he's hot today. He's gonna go after and get him. Like it just doesn't seem mm-hmm. to hold that weight that like his heart was being consumed by fire or it was burning with fire. Right. Well, I um, wonder how many people like took on that that role of Avenger of Blood. Um, that, that's where my trivia question comes oh. from. Um, I do not recall, and I'm, there might be a smaller, you, you know, maybe something in Judges that I'm overlooking. I don't recall a single account of this coming into play in Israel's justice system outside of the plans for being laid down in Scripture. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, There's not a story like from from what I read, I a blood avenger. Like it really was a family obligation to avenge the death of a family, right? Uh, a family member. Um, so I don't know if that was. I, I don't know if it was an innocent thing, like how many people really took that role on. Um, I mean, I guess if it was like a murder, then, you know, maybe it's kind of one of those that, that you kind of want to go do something to avenge that, that death. Um, as I was kind of thinking, so I, I work in the city. Um, and, and so it's kind of one of those that, that murders and um, deaths and shootings and, and stuff like that in the family actually is, is fairly common-ish. Um, so it's kind of one of those things that, that you definitely see that human mentality to want to avenge the the death of a family member, especially if it's a wrongful death and it's done on purpose. Um, so I, I don't know if there's something in, in the human spirit that, that kind of leads a, a person to want to do that. However, if it's like an innocent thing, um, I actually don't know too many you know, instances where they go off into the wood and the edge of the axe falls off and flies into the dude's head or whatever it was. Um, so I don't really know how many of those, like... It looks like there might be something in Samuel about that, Second Samuel. Um, and I do kind of remember that now. I can't remember who it was that that is brought up. But yeah, I think outside of that, there's not a whole lot mentioned. Second Samuel 14... I'm cheating with the internet people. Okay, yep, he's, he's, he's using uh, Google. So so anyway, so I don't know um, how much of that actually happens. I can, I can see where you could be angry oh, in both we, situations. We Absalom. Oh. But outside of that, there's not a whole lot. Would you like to share no. that story of Absalom? Um, I'm trying to see which one it is because he's got kind of a, a long checkered history. It's, this is not making my brain work. All right, so... Uh, if you want to read, there's a little bit about Absalom in Second uh, Samuel 14. Maybe I'll try and read it when I'm not trying to concentrate on podcasts at the same time. Um, where it looks like... But that looks like the only outside of the law with... And that's a quick Google search. Okay. That's not an intense... No in-depth um, commentary or anything like that. It is purely what can you quickly find out as we're... Yeah, yeah. Um, in the hot seat. Yeah, but that's the only thing I can find where they mention it outside of the law. Everything else looks like it's Exodus, Deuteronomy, maybe some things in Numbers that might be small stories. Mm-hmm. Number, numbers is a hard one because Numbers intermixes some narrative with census counting with some law with, yeah. But yeah, I was just wondering if there's, I was like, that could be a, an interesting study if we could find more. I mean, I can definitely Stories. see... Hopefully that end happily. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, I think a lot of times in the human mentality and, and just kind of, um, I mean, we are quick to want to take out our own judgment. Um, I mean, I can even think right now in, in a current situation in my own life where I'm sitting there going, ah, there's that, there's that pride, there's that thing that wants to take out, that, that wants to, to make things right on my own will. And, and I think part of that, that hot and anger, um, pursue the manslayer, well, wait a second, a, a wrongful death has happened to my family member, has happened to my brother, mm-hmm. sister, kid, what, whatever. I need to do something about it. Well, and I think nowadays we, we seek vengeance via lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So if you are out chopping wood and the axe head flies off and kills somebody, uh, most people are not going to go after you. They're going to say, well, unless they find negligence, like, oh, he didn't do maintenance on the axe. Um, or they might try and say, oh, how many other times has this happened? Let's sue the company that made the axe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very much more of a, a litigious society now where, of course, the avenger of blood is illegal uh, in the United States, so we can't exactly go chasing but, people down. But I would even say, though, just uh, just coming from the mentality of, of the situation in the city, um, I would say, though, that they don't go lawsuit. I'd say they yeah. go gun for a gun. That's definitely true in Cincinnati. I live in peaceful Middletown, mm-hmm. where we don't. <laughs> no, we do. We've had we've had some minor, but we're you know we're fifty thousand people. So the the six homicides we had last year is probably proportional to the greater Cincinnati million plus people, right? And the the sixty homicides or whatever you had. So. Yeah, 
So, so I, I don't know. So I think there's still that mentality to go ahead and take it out that way. Um, and so I don't know. I guess I just kind of see it in that hot and anger. But but it's kind of interesting because I think as we go on, we're going to see that it's it's a lot more than the the I guess our perspective in the beginning of the story on who's the innocent one mm-hmm. um, in this picture kind of changes or shifts a little bit as we kind of get a little bit further into the story. Yeah. Um, so. If you want the long version, um, the long version of, of kind of what's going on can be found in Exodus 21. Oh, no, I lied. Nope. Numbers 35, 6 through 34. Um, Exodus 21, 12 through 14 kind of shows that not every case is quite as easy. And so there is a difference between premeditated murder and unintentional killing. And Exodus 21, 12 through 14 is very aware of that. Um, and so as we get into these court cases and things like that, it's not always necessarily clear and I think as we talked about a couple weeks earlier and some of the other chapters where you know that's why they have the judge and then there's a way to take it higher into those more difficult cases but if you want the longer version of the details of the city of refuge you can find that in numbers 35 6 through uh, 6 through 34 um, Deuteronomy kind of focuses more on the on the on the basic rules and the heart behind um, this this thing right here um, so, I'm trying to think. Do you have anything else along this? Um, <coughs> do, 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 do. Not really. I think I got most of mine. I'm just double checking. I'm skimming through. Uh, nope. I think we. Uh, do you want to do read 11 through 13 really quick? Um, I think I had one more thing, and I had oh, to, to quickly find it. I didn't. I didn't mark it. Um, do 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 do. This is my looking in it back in my notes. Oh, I do like that. There's the uh, the. Uh, not the head start, but there is that buffer zone. Mm-hmm. Like, don't put the city of refuge so far away that the guy gets tired and gets overtaken by the manslayer without ever getting a chance to to flee and get you know right. refuge. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a, a nice provision. Um, <laughs> yeah, like if 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 I uh, if Middletown was a city of refuge and I had and I accidentally killed somebody here in Cincinnati, I have a forty five minute you know drive to get there. It's not as big of a deal. But if I have to go to like Jacksonville, you're screwed. Like, yeah, there's a lot more room for. <laughs> oh, I gotta take a break. I gotta rest. That person's gonna catch up. Or mm-hmm. oh, I gotta stop and get gas. But they have a hybrid, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's like a lot more. There's a lot of practical reasons in that, and it just kind of gives a little more of a a chance for justice to be doled out. And it, hopefully, that person's uh, who's consumed with anger has a chance to cool off. Right. So. Right. Um. Verse 10 says, less innocent blood be... Sh- so, okay, so 9, provided you are careful to keep all the commandment, um, which I command you today, by loving the Lord your God and by walking ever in his ways, then you shall add three other cities uh, to these three. Okay, so verse 10 says, less innocent blood be shed in your land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance, and so the guilt of the bloodshed be upon you. Um, so... I. So I guess um, Christopher Wright kind of talked a little bit about um, this kind of implies that by taking innocent blood would be equivalent to murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost that this innocent blood actually is the the person that accidentally killed the other man. Yeah. So if his blood is shed um, before he gets to the city of refuge or that city does not go ahead and protect him as he should, ultimately you are letting innocent blood be shed in your land. So it's no longer the person that died that is that innocent blood. It is now that person that caused that accidental death. Um, and I thought that was kind of interesting because I, I think in our culture, I, I don't know how that would come across, um, but I just thought that was kind of, I thought that was an interesting point that was made. There's, yeah, there's, oh, where is it? About measuring out the roads or building the path? Um, I don't know. Uh, which verse was it? Was it in um, building a path? Oh, you shall measure the distances. Oh, okay. And divide the, um, that's <laughs> actually uh, a very, kind of important little section of that that mm-hmm. talks about it because if they they goofed up the the placement of the cities of refuge then yeah the the guilt it's like it's kind of a don't be lazy about this right is is kind of the connotation there because and as you said it's backed up with the you don't want that mm-hmm. in your land you don't want innocent blood to spill uh, if we look at like uh even hearkening back to genesis like um the the ground crying out for abel's uh blood like it, there seems to be something significant uh one about our blood in general and blood's role in the bible but then shedding that innocent <coughs> blood and having it 
kind of defile where you live is a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, so this is kind of actually a big deal in all reality yeah. um, about making sure that you set up this, uh, these cities of refuge yeah. properly and you, you address the system um, correctly. Um, and I think when you get into numbers, it actually gets a little bit more detailed as to the role of the, the cities when people come in there. And, and so it's much more detailed than Deuteronomy. Again, yeah. we're just getting kind of the basic story and the basic idea and the heart behind why, why it was set up. Um, so from 11 through 13? Yeah, go ahead. We'll start there. All right. So 19, 11 through 13. But if anyone hates his neighbor and lies in wait for him and attacks him and strikes him fatally so that he dies and he flees into one of these cities, then the elders of this city shall send and take him from there and hand him over to the avenger of blood so that he may die. Your eyes shall not pity him, but you shall purge the guilt of innocent blood from Israel so that it may be well with you. Man, what a what a twist of events that would be. Yes. That, that's that typical, like, oh, yeah, it wasn't me. You know, you're trying to claim innocence, and if you run there and it's found out that you're not. Mm-hmm. There, it's not even like, throw him back out into the wilderness. It's like, hey, you there, Avenger of Blood, I got something. Come here. Mm-hmm. Let me give you this guy. And so this would be a premeditated murder. This was something yeah, that yeah, they yeah. didn't just go into the woods and an axe head flew off and strikes his neighbor and he dies. Um, this is much more premeditated. Um, they thought through it and they had every intention in killing. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that, the same words that are used here are, uh, <clears throat> it, within the same, uh, lexicon is, uh, you shall not murder the 10 commandments. Right. Um, it's the same, uh, one of the words is, is very similar there. And if I was not lazy, I would open up the commentary and look at the Hebrew. Um, but it is basically the same idea that the 10 commandments, uh, are not discussing military, civil, uh, self-defense, and accidental, like, or manslaughter death. It is discussing, the Ten Commandments and this section are both discussing murder, premeditated murder, um, non, basically non-sanctioned, that sounds horrible, but yeah, non-sanctioned death. Right, right. Sinful death in the murderous type. I feel like I haven't explained it well enough, but hopefully you guys get it at home. No, There's I, I a think difference between civil, uh, military, um, self-defense. Like Those kind of deaths are not what You Shall Not Murder are talking about, and it is the kind of deaths that um, you could run to the city of refuge for outside of the military. Right. Um, the, the same way of death applies to the Ten Commandments. Right? Right. You shall not murder is is talking about... This is premeditated. Premeditated, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. leave it at that. I'm babbling. Okay. We're wasting time. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read chapter 19, 14 through... Or uh, verse you, 14 you, you through verse any, 14. You don't have anything about your eye not pitying him? Yeah, your eye shouldn't pity him. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Kill him. Like, my, my <laughs> natural... Even for the bad guy, to a point, your natural inclination is to have compassion on humanity. And I would like to say, for the record, the covenant of grace that we live under is great because we are enabled to have compassion over those who have sinned, unlike the covenant, the old covenant that we see here, where it's very much like you do not have compassion on those that have sinned. I think I need more Jesus. Um, Because I'm sitting there going... There's people that are like beyond, like I wasn't like, oh man... If they had given Bin Laden 15 more minutes and delivered the gospel before they put the bullet in his head, it could have been a shot. You know, like there's a little less compassion for him and Hitler and stuff like that. But like, there are people that have changed or that have. Uh, a lot of people argue the serial killer Berkowitz. Uh-huh. Uh huh. David was it David Berkowitz? Uh, I don't know. Uh, he claims to have become a Christian. He's serving a life sentence right mm-hmm. now. So there's there was somebody who had compassion and shared the gospel with him. You know, kind of thing. Right. So there's a there's a difference there but it, it's there see i think i need more jesus because i'm sitting there going okay dude just went and had killed him then he tries to go to the city of refuge and tries to get away with it and then just when he thinks he gets away with it like premeditated murder meant to kill this person um full intention then tried to get away with it probably tried to blame it on someone else and now he Come finally on, got Paul, caught. Paul was leading yeah. out executions. <laughs> Paul was leading out executions in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul is like, "Come with me. Let's go kill some Jews." But like, but he wasn't a big fat liar. He didn't try and go to a, a refuge, a city of refuge, to get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> 
You just need some Jesus. <laughs> All right, do you want to read, do you want to read the All right, property? So, so he's going to pray for me later. Yeah, um, so now. chapter 19, verse 14 through verse 14. You shall not move your neighbor's landmark. <laughs> I had to look. I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that one. You shall not move your neighbor's landmark, which the men of old have set, and the inheritance that you will hold in the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. So... All right, we sit there and kind of sit and go, really? The, you're going to go ahead and put that here? Well, why is this important? <laughs> well, let's see here. Uh, death, murder, city of refuge, don't move property boundaries. <laughs> yeah, it fits right in. Seems so insignificant. Yeah. But, but it really wasn't that insignificant. Um, it actually was very, 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 very incredibly significant. Um, so, so really, an inheritance. Um, okay, well, here's what Christopher Wright kind of describes as the inheritance. An inheritance was thus the means of economic survival for each family and also the family's tangible proof of membership in the covenant people or the people of God. So by moving a person's boundary lines, basically, um, you are ultimately stealing not just... It's kind of a crime against God. You're you're ultimately stealing from God. You're taking away the inheritance that God has given to these people. Um, and it's basically an attack on the on your neighbor, and it's an attack on their livelihood. It's attack on, on on yeah on, on their ability to survive. So it, was, it kind of is a bi- a big deal to go ahead and address this. Yeah, like, I like what you said about it being a kind of a it's an offense to the Lord. He's giving something you're not uh, at the lowest level. You're not trusting in God to provide for you, so you're stealing from somebody else. And we've already seen so much, especially in the last few chapters. Uh, when we were talking about um, the festivals and even a couple before then when we talked about like uh, giving to the sojourner and the alien and stuff like that. Um, it's very serious the way God sets up the land and to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And by doing this, you're doing the opposite of what God has commanded. He's saying take care of, uh, look out for, be courteous. Um, there's even provisions to uh, give, you know, livestock finances to people there's ways to get out of debt there's ways you're supposed to uh treat people who are indebted to you there's a year of jubilee all this stuff so there's a lot of god's commands uh wrapped up into uh, sometimes we would call the like in the new testament there's a lot of like love one another as the lord your god has loved you we call these the one anotherings um these are very much a lot of the same idea the one another how you treat one another and it's commanded by God in the Old Testament to be fair and not to be ripping off your brothers and sisters. And maybe that puts a little more weight on the one anothering that we see in the New Testament mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, it's, it, it was a serious, serious piece of legislator. Yeah. Late church. I can't talk. You think we're doing a podcast? All right, good deal. We can yeah, uh, yeah, edit yeah. it in post. Nah, I just like that. saying that now. People, yeah. People, <laughs> people got to hear my fouled up, messed up. Words. Yeah, we do very little editing. Nope. Uh, if we accidentally say a name or something like that, we do. Or that one time when I accidentally said what we found out later was a swear word. Swear word. Oh yeah, I do remember that. We just posted that one. Do we really? <laughs> I was like, why is there this big blank spot here? I was like, oh, that's where I said what I didn't know was a swear word. Uh huh. Yep. So, so you know what I'm talking about? Go listen to the last episode. <laughs> All right, uh, so I'll go from uh, chapter 19, verse 15, through verse 21. A single witness shall not suffice against a person for any crime or for any wrong in connection with any offense that he has committed. Only on the evidence of two witnesses or three witnesses shall a charge be established. If a malicious witness arises to accuse a person of wrongdoing, then both parties then both parties to the dispute shall appear before the Lord, before the priests and the judges who are in office in those days. The judges shall inquire diligently, and if the witness is a false witness and has accused his brother falsely, then you shall do to him as he had meant to do do to his brother. So you shall purge the evil from your midst, and the rest shall hear hear and fear, and shall never again commit any such evil among you. Your eye shall not pity. It has. Sh- it shall be life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Man! <laughs> you know, if we kind of held to these same standards, I wonder how many less liars out there there'd be. <laughs> how, many more fa- how many less false witnesses? Yeah, like... Or how many innocent people missing a hand? <laughs> <laughs> well, because like... Again, I just, uh, 
I see this so much where so many people are falsely accused of things and there's no, it, it almost seems like there's no, guilt's the wrong word, but, but in that other person there's no um, being upset about per, you know, throwing someone under the bus if it protects them or whatever. And it's like, you know, if you're going to falsely throw someone under the bus and falsely throw someone there, then maybe you should get that punishment that, that you tried to get that other person in, in, in trouble for or whatever. I'm like, I like this one. Again, maybe I need some Jesus. Um, but I'm just sitting there going, I wonder if, if our own judicial system could utilize some of these laws that, that we see in Old Testament scripture. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that there. I, I think that there's a nice safeguard built into there that there has to be a corroborating witnesses. It can't just be yeah. one guy. Nowadays, it, so in case you didn't know this, people at home, in, in the United States, because I know there's a couple outside, if you go to contest something and the witness against you is a public official or a police officer or in some cases military or in some kind of judicial stature uh, is what's against you, you have basically no chance unless you have like video and audio evidence. You, you don't have a, a shot because their word is held above yours. And basically, if no other witnesses come forward, you can be convicted on the testimony of one witness. Not biblical. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and it doesn't even always have to be another... Well, I guess it does. there has to be another witness. But actually, no, they can even do it on, on one witness as long as it's not right. um, 1v1. So as long as it's not one person versus the other... Um, if there's even just one additional witness, then that can be a go. That can go ahead and be used against you. You're you're in. <clears throat> so if you blow a stop sign and get a ticket and take it to court to contest it, and you had a friend in the car with you who says no, he stopped at the stop sign, but you're going against the police officer that wrote the ticket. The police officer's word will be taken. And your friend's word will not. Mm-hmm. So that's literally one witness holds more weight than the other. And and, and technically, a, a police officer, if they're doing their job correctly, should go ahead and take that as a witness. Um, but they don't always. Right. So that's what I mean. Like here, now I understand that. Like obviously, we we pay <clears throat> the cops to do a traffic stop. You know, like that mm. that is kind of understandable. Um, but here, we're, what we're saying is like having two witnesses. We're not giving, we're we're not saying that this one person is important enough, or this one person has the right status to only have to be the only witness to that crime. And you know, we're going to take their word for it. Um, right out of the bat, we kind of have a single witness shall not suffice against a person for any crime or any wrong in connection with any offense that he has committed. Only on the evidence of two witnesses or three witnesses shall a charge be established. And and, and I think it kind of. Um it kind of gives, it kind of offers, I guess this is kind of the, the first innocent until proven guilty idea. I don't feel like in our current judicial system that that's necessarily always the, the way it comes across when, when, you, when, you, when you're looking at our current judicial system. But I think this offers a, a true protection of, the weak, of weaker individuals. It offers um, a true protection of those that are being accused of something. Well, now, the one thing they have here that we don't have is... Uh, if a malicious witness tries to accuse a person, basically, um, if if somebody's making a false accusation or potentially false accusation, or you don't have the right <clears throat> stuff, they get to go before the Lord and the judges and the priests. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's more of a divine intervention than what we see in this day and age. Right. Well, I think there's also, though, I mean, they're still looking into a little bit. De- it seems like they're definitely looking into the evidence and that sort of thing as well. Right. So, I mean, they don't yeah, just the kind of throw it out. Very diligently in the witness. So they're going to try and find out. Right. But there's definitely a element that we don't see even practiced at all in any way, shape or form. Like there's, there's not going to be any judge that's going to stop the proceedings and mm-hmm. say, let's pray and speak before the Lord. And then we're going to invite our pastor in to, you know, give us a, you know, 
Well, in a day and age where like you you put your hand on the Bible and you swear before God, I mean, I don't think all cities do that anymore either. I have no clue. But if you don't fear God, then then what's the who who really cares? I mean, what does that mean? But I I think that this is probably or you might go to jail for for um, for perjury or something like that. But but honestly, if you had that exact same or that exact same punishment held against you for perjury. I wonder if that would be less of a, a thing or less of an issue, um, you know, because if you're like, okay, well, there's that fear that I could get caught. And if I get caught lying, well, that means that that maybe that same thing could happen to me. Um, I don't know. I just feel, I feel that if there's a little bit more fear into the punishment or the consequence that you get for your decisions and your actions in many of these situations. Do, do you know what the punishment for like something... I think is it a misdemeanor? Is perjury a misdemeanor or is it a felony? I don't know actually. Um, Your I actually family don't know. members are within this realm. You're supposed to know by osmosis. <clears throat> well, I do know that in Ohio, if you have ten, um, ten, uh, what do you call that? Uh, bad tires or? Oh yeah, we're uh, that's so weird. Yeah, that's a felony. But then, if you have ten rotted tires and you're transporting them. In your car, it's a felony. Yeah, but um, the state of Ohio actually does a in order to to get rid of um, like different things. They have like an incentive program where if you bring those tires to them, they give you money for it. So it's like, hmm, a little bit of shade. Not uh, at a time. Not at a time. Yeah. Um, willing to tell you not true there. Um, it reminds me of the uh, we watched this video in high school about uh, I can't remember what state it was, but like having like a hundred. Marijuana plants was a felony, but 99 was like a misdemeanor. So like <laughs> wow. growers would always have like 99 plants <laughs> like to avoid the felony. Well, well at least the, at least. Like, what? All right, um, a felony. Put a, see, for instance, or is it like a is it like a low level felony? Oh, that's true. This um, is <laughs> so it, it look. I guess it looks like it depends, but it looks like most of the time it seems to be more of a misdemeanor than a I felony. Because if you're like a lawyer and you're perjuring yourself, you might be, you know, might get bis- get disbarred or something. Yeah, that's what I would think. Would maybe the. But if you're like a Scott Sulik and you perjure yourself. <clears throat> You might just get a, a fine and maybe a week in jail. Like I was yeah. just wondering, like if it was so. So the, it seems like the punishments for perjury are actually not that bad. So it's like, all right, should we be saying that? <laughs> People out there now, like I'm going to perjure myself in Ohio. It's weak there. Well, I'm 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 just I'm I'm quickly looking through multiple states' versions of perjury, and none of them honestly seem that bad. Where like if you really wanted to go like, ahead, give me an example. Like what's a quick? So most of them seems to be um, up to five years, which most likely you're not going to get with right. a fine, uh, and that seems to be the most common that I actually see in there is up to five years. And usually up to means you're probably going to get much less than that. Yeah, and I'm, wondering, and I'm wondering if you plea out. Like, so if you get a hard judge, you can plea out of the perjury and take the other crime, and mm-hmm. it might just be something they can stack on. Yeah, it seems like up to five years seems to be the big one with some sort of fine in there. So, so if, you're, if you're facing 20 <clears throat> and they're going to add five onto it, it's not a big deal, and you might be able to plea down to a 10-year sentence if they throw out the perjury. Yeah, you could probably work that to your favor. Yeah. But so anyway, anyway, you probably should have perjured yourself. We are not condoning this. Yeah, yeah, we're not. To, yeah, this is not a legal drama. Uh-huh. Like just because I've read like a few John Grisham books doesn't mean you should listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> like a time to kill was great, but I don't think it was factual. Right. <laughs> so it was written by a lawyer. So so maybe it was. Have you ever read it? I haven't. No. Oh, it's such a good book. Is it an audible? Oh, I bet it, is. dude. It's one of the best selling books of all time. Really? Yeah, A Time to Kill by John Grisham. It's about a. Um, a lawyer who takes up the case of a man who was witnessed by a mob of people killing his daughter's rapist in court. Uh, so it's got a movie. Yeah, I've never seen it though. Made 1996. Um, oh, that's newer than I would have thought. You say earlier? No, they, it's newer than a newer movie. So they do have an auto an audible. All right. So twenty seven ninety five or one credit if you're a subscriber. So I need to get that one credit because twenty eight for the bucks for the Audible. Yeah, it's a, it's a it was required reading in my high school. Like okay. Everybody read it. I think like their senior year. Maybe I'll just... uh, a, a guy's daughter was raped and everybody knew it. And when the guys get arrested and they're going to court, the dad goes in there and shoots the two guys that raped his daughter in front of like the press and everybody. And he gets a lawyer uh, in the books about the lawyer and the guy that killed him. 
who basically is tasked with like trying to either find this guy innocent of what he did or, you know, to get him off of the right. the murder rap. So, uh, you know, but once again, it's also in, it's staged in the eighties in in Alabama, I believe in the okay. South. And the, uh, it was two white guys that raped a black girl. Mm. So there's like the whole racial piece that goes into it as well. Okay. And it's, it's, a edge of your seat kind of book. Wow. It, it's a really, really good book. Okay, yeah, it's... Um, and after you read it, you'll be like, did you read this in high school? I was going to say, the movie's rated R. Don't, if you're listening to Audible, don't let your kids listen. Yeah. So it's not one of those that you listen to on the way to school. Ooh, that's a big book. 672 pages? That's crazy. Dude, dude it, it, will, it does not feel like that if you read it. Really? It's it. There really isn't a place where you're going to want to put it down. Okay. It's It keeps you on your toe. And you're like, it's a courtroom drama. How exciting... But man, everything that goes on is and and the uh, is it Jake Briganti? I think is the name of the lawyer. Like, ends up becoming your and they actually wrote a sequel to it, and the sequel's boring. Really? Yeah, he tried. It was a few. It was years after, and he actually said that like he often wondered if he would have like made a series off of this guy, mm-hmm. like how it would have gone, and okay. like, people would have liked it or whatever. So he was just kind of dipping his toes in the water a bit. Okay, but it, it was not nearly as good as that one. Okay. Okay. I've I've read quite a few Grisham. I got on a kick, and I do traveling for work, so I do. I call it my airplane reading. Okay, he's one of the authors I'll pick because he's got a you know probably twenty book library. Really, and I probably read about six or seven of his. So most of his books are pretty decent. Yeah, well, I've had a couple that I've been like, oh man, is there okay. anything else on this airplane? <laughs> but most of them, even his bad ones, you can get through. Okay. He's got one called The Client. He takes a kid as a client. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good one. So he was a lawyer. Most of them are crime-based books yeah, then? Yeah, he was, John Grisham was an actual lawyer before okay. he was an author. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right. Um, well, I guess we probably need to finish <laughs> up soon. Yeah. Um, hey, sorry, everybody. That was uh, The Book Club with Scott and <laughs> Bokash Book Club. So... Um, books written years ago. I'm trying to think. Eye for eye. Anything stick out with that? Uh, that just, seems to be an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth seems to be a very common statement that people like to throw around. Well, gee, what did Jesus say about that? What did Jesus say about that? You've heard it said, my brothers, an eye for an eye, but I tell oh, you. Oh, we got some. It's better to cut off your hand and as opposed to let your. We got gouge some out your eye. New Testament stuff right better here. Better than the rest of you thrown into the pits of hell. Hmm. I did not do that ahead of time. Oh, and I love go doing New Testament type stuff. Let's see if I can. All right, so he's quickly it's, flipping that's through. That's discourse on the hill material. Let me. He's still flipping. Still flipping. Still flipping through the Bible. Uh, not, now I'm scanning. Oh, scanning through the Bible. No more, no more flipping. Now we've got scanning. Yeah, like, come on. I'm almost to work. Just, just get to it. What, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? I would use the internet. I would have had it. We've been using the internet a lot tonight. That's probably really okay, bad. Okay, uh, Matthew five thirty-eight. So, Sermon on the Mount, Discourse on the Hill. Oh, well, he man, he he did all kinds of Deuteronomy stuff here. Oh yeah, I'm not even look at this big block of cross-reference verses. <laughs> uh, As you have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist the one who is evil. Uh, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also and if anyone would sue you and take your tunic let him have your cloak as well and if anyone forces you to go one mile go with him two miles give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you so i had to cut your eyeballs out that was the wrong section but yeah okay. it's still uh uh do not resist the one who is evil so the one who is offending you do not uh make it basically kind of uh Forfeit your right as the avenger of blood. And so, so what? Uh, what verse? Is, or what is that again? Matthew five thirty-eight. Matthew five thirty-eight. I'll check and see all the, the all cross right. references I have here, cited from Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy nineteen twenty-one. Okay. Uh, is some of the cross references. Uh, the evil one there being a oh never mind. Well, apparently, with my thought process tonight, I need some more Jesus. And more Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. Well, I think that we, we see later, I can't remember where it's at, but vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, vengeance is not yours to uh, take. And so when we do get to the, the new covenant, there's this 
whole you're in Christ, and when you're part of Christ's plan, you know that the vengeance is taken in the final days when Jesus returns. He's going to do all the work. It's not your job to be the avenger of blood right. anymore. It's, it's kind of the kind of the summation of that. And that you could probably get deeper into it. Retribution theology. Um, what what does it mean when somebody does something wrong and God turns back around and uh, cuts out their legs from under them? Right. Kind of thing. Um, how does all that work? There's there's great studies in that, and uh, I think I have a book on it that I never read that I should. But there's a, there's a lot to that. So we talk about the Avenger of Blood, the Manslayer, and all that kind of stuff. We have courts and set up. We are to heed to those courts, as Paul would say, uh, to follow the rules of the land so that we're not causing trouble as Christians. Um, so we, like we were saying, we're not advocating to be the Avengers of Blood. Right. We also have to understand that uh, God has put systems in place to avenge that. Right. Um, and to not be consumed with vengeance. And there, to not let our hearts be consumed with fire. Got it. So I'll leave it at that because I don't want to get too much into something I'm not studied up. All there. right. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't even Testament. think. <laughs> ah, this is an Old Testament podcast. Do it around me. doing here. You guys are all Matthews. <laughs> I don't know this bookmark. The my Bible was marking, though. Uh-oh. Oh, all right. All right. So with that. Yeah, we made it through 19, a whole chapter in one podcast. Congratulations, Is this people. the first ever? Mm, maybe. I was going to say, that doesn't happen very often. No, we're not. We're not. And actually, I was surprised. I thought I said before the podcast, like, this would be a quick one. If we get 40 minutes, I'll be happy. We got 50. Oh, wow. Now, if you subtract the eight that we did, <laughs> the eight of blah, blah, blah. Come on, people. You, if, if you're and hanging out with... Grisham plug, if you get rid of that, mm. we're for 40 minutes of good content. If you're hanging out with us still after a year and a half or whatever of doing these, or how many, 20 chapters or 19 chapters, right? you, you know, know by now yeah. how this whole thing works. You know who we are. And it's not one of those that we set up and go, we're going to have 10 minutes of banter. This I, Really, oh, that's no, just kind of what happens. It's just, yeah. I don't know, we, we study... Get into the microphone and, and actually, really, we just talk. Rattle and it off. Yeah, and, and if you don't like it, tell us what we can do better. Yeah, you don't. Nobody talks to us. I told my wife, I was like, "Hey, you need to start telling me what we can do to improve." Doesn't your wife wife have to listen to us first? I I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> I, I did actually say that in the conversation. I was like, "Hey, I need you to listen to some of our podcasts and tell us what we can do better." <laughs> and leaving that part out. <laughs> and really, in all reality, this is like our normal. I mean, we went hiking a couple weeks ago, and really, that's. We had to have a little bit of banter, a little bit of Jesus. A little bit of banter, a little bit of Jesus. Yeah, there's, there was no dead air on that hike. No, there really wasn't. People um, were passing. I was like, those two don't shut up. No. Like two little girls talking down the trail. Um, so that's that, that's not abnormal for, for us anyway. So no, Never has been. No. Nope. So. so with that. Um, yeah, thanks for hanging with us. Yeah. And next week, 20. And, and we might actually be able to get through... Hold on, before I say that out loud. 20, 20 is Actually, 20, I think we can get through as well. Yeah, but it's definitely a, it's a topic I It's like. a fun one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll a be fun, a, fun a fun one. one. It's about war. <laughs> the rules of war. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's 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 God's provision and, I don't know, just God being cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll get it. We'll, right. You'll find out next time. All right, guys. All right, bye-bye. Thanks.